Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, amazing souls. Welcome back to another episode. Today on the show, I have a special guest, Dr. Rachel Paul. She is a PhD and RD, a nationally recognized nutritionist who helps college students and professionals look and feel amazing by eating healthy, cooking on their own, and making good food choices in social situations. Dr. Paul is known for her practical advice and easy-to-follow guidance, particularly on Instagram. Her account has been a delight for me personally to follow, and she has been featured in Business Insider, Cosmopolitan, and Martha Stewart Wedding. She's here actually today to share how she grew her Instagram account to over 300,000 followers in a year and a half. Let's hear it. Thank you so much for being here with us, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, your, your story is so inspiration to me because I've seen you grown so much exponential rocket ship. We follow the same blogger and coach, Natalie Bacon. I started following her back in April of last year before she quit her finance job. And I've seen you start your account. And let's start from the beginning, okay? When did you start your Instagram account? Well, I started it when I graduated from my master's in becoming a registered dietitian. So that was the summer of 2013. But I didn't do very much with it for a few years just because I went right into a PhD program. And so I was just really busy and I didn't have time. Um, And then the last year of my PhD program, I did actually have some extra time because I had done a lot of the work up front, which was great. And so I thought that the college student population and recent grads, they we're still in kind of an underserved population. There weren't a lot of nutrition information or, you know, good information um, for them. So I thought that I could be that voice. So I started posting again. And this was um, maybe two years ago. So 2000, kind of winter 2017. Mm. And it's amazing. You actually quit your job to, to grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. So I was, it was the last year of my PhD and I was doing an extended internship um, at a food company and I was commuting two hours each way. Uh, and it was like miserable. The commute wow. the job was, it was really wonderful, but the commute was terrible. <laughs> um, and so I thought, you know, I might as well try to work for myself, you know, because I love being creative and I could see that the growth would be quick. And so I thought, you know, I might as well try, you know, in the last semester of my PhD. And and if it didn't work, if I couldn't end up supporting myself, I at least had a good excuse for not working at that time because um, I was finishing my degree. So that that was uh, the impetus for that. Yeah. So you had exactly zero dollars in your bank account when you started your business. That is a crazy crazy investment for you. Yes. So I was on Facebook in my really long commute, my two hour commute. And I came across a Facebook ad for a coaching program. Um, It wasn't Natalie's, it was um, was someone else's and it was for $10,000. And I, and you know, they just did a really good job of selling me truly what, what, what really was that kicker. Um, And, and I, I thought, you know, I, I, 
like I said, I might as well try to work for myself. And, and the program cost $10,000 and I had $10,000 in my bank account. And, and that's, that's what I did. Wow, that is amazing. You truly believed in the power of investing in yourself. Yes, absolutely. And I think what was also great is I felt that I had someone who like believed in me um, and that kind of vote of confidence. And that was um, helpful as well. How long did it take you to grow to over 300,000 followers on Instagram? Yeah, just a, like a year and a half. Um, at first, it was a lot quicker. And I think that that's kind of good news for anyone who's starting to grow their Instagram account. I do find that Instagram kind of favors the smaller accounts in terms of showing their content to, to users for new people to find them. Um, so actually, it was really quick in the beginning. It's, it's a little bit slower now. Um, but I think that's good news for anyone trying to grow their Instagram account. Hmm. So what would be your top three tips that was most helpful to grow your account? Yeah. So the first one, and I like remember this so specifically, is that I paid for an hour of um, someone who had grown a lot. Um, her, it had grown her Instagram a lot in the past few months and I paid for an hour of her time to give me some feedback. Um, and she was basically like, like your content is not very good. <laughs> it's like, Oh, that's not very nice, but it was really true. And it was what I needed to hear is that my content was not special. It was not unique, right? I'm in the food space. And if you just post pretty pictures of food, you're likely not going to get very far. Um, you need to kind of stand out uh, and solve people's problems. And so that I would say that honestly, that was like the best content that I've, I've received. And whenever I'm kind of at a, a stagnant place on Instagram, I think like, oh, my content just must not be very good. <laughs> and it's true. Like when I create better, more engaging, more useful content, then I start growing again. Hmm. So content is still key. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And what other tips do you have for our listeners? Yeah, so definitely put your audience first. So the, um, what I see a lot of people doing wrong is they just post what they want to post or what they think is important, but you kind of have to switch your mindset. So really try to focus on how you can solve your audience's top problems in whatever, you know, in nutrition or beauty or whatever it is, what problems are they having and how can you solve those problems? And then the third thing I would say is make sure you talk to your audience. So you may assume that, for instance, for me, I assumed that the number one problem would be the freshman 15, that kind of language. But when I actually talked to my audience and I did a survey, that type of language resonated with like no one. So it was really good. It's really good to um, actually talk with people and see what their problems are versus just trying to assume that you know. So do most of your clients find you through Instagram? Yes. So I don't really see clients anymore. I have an online membership program. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, it's mostly through, through Instagram. And then I do, of course, have a blog and with Pinterest as well. So I get traffic that way. But it's mostly through Instagram. Yeah. How do you usually turn your followers into your customers or clients? Do you do DMing or was it? all Instagram um, plus Pinterest strategy. Yeah, so I think the best thing to do, and this is kind of, this goes for, for anyone doing anything, is for, for a sale, you provide good free content 
and then you make an offer and that's just all you do. Good content, make an offer, good content, make an offer. So that's really what I do. So all of my Instagram, of course, is free and my blog is of course free. Um, so I provide free content and then I ask for the sale pretty much. Sometimes it's direct right from Instagram. I'll link to my program. Otherwise I do a little more coaxing. So you sign up for the free meal plan and then you get some emails with good information. And then I ask for the sale after that. But it's really, that's just what it is. Provide free content, make an offer. So you actually, you're a dietitian, mm -hmm. Yeah, a nutritionist. And because you grew your account so fast, then you started teaching on Instagram growth. Do you still do both? Yes. So, I mean, it is hard. It's, it's a mm -hmm. lot of work for sure. Um, but I do have both. So I have my Instagram course called Beat the Algorithm. And then I have a second course called After Instagram. Instagram, which is all about blogging and Pinterest and creating ebooks and e-courses and that type of thing. Because if you're not making money and you, you know, spending all this time on Instagram, you just have an expensive hobby. Um, and so if you really want to make that sustainable, you should look into all of the other things. Yes, absolutely. I love that expensive hobby because um, a lot of people do not have a big following on Instagram, yet they make tons of money. And there are people with tons of following and they're not making money. Right. So right. exactly. Yeah. So I would really think about how you want to make money from the start so that everything you do, all the Instagram posts you create, all the blog posts that you write will then funnel into what your offer is. But having that first and foremost, I think is really important. You used no bots and weird apps to scale your Insta following, right? Because we all hate bots. Yeah, absolutely. But the algorithm is always constantly changing. How do you, do you feel the change in algorithm in 2019? A little bit, but like I said, and I see this with other influencers too, if you create really good, helpful content, creative content, the algorithm does not matter. People will like your content and new people will follow you. So that's really good news. Right. And I think people just want to blame the algorithm or put the responsibility on Instagram and not take the responsibility themselves. But I just see that, you know, the people who surpass all of the different Instagram changes are the ones who, who continue to create this really good, helpful, creative content. Mm. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began back, you know, in 2018? Hmm. Well, I started out seeing clients and I, and that was a good thing for me to do because although I had seen clients for years previously, I had such a great influx of clients, which is, you know, a good problem to have uh, that I really developed good coaching skills. But I do wish I had started with passive income sooner because I really burnt myself out. Um, with seeing clients and not sleeping and not exercising and not taking care of my health and that type of thing. So I'd say as soon as you can start trying to create an ebook or some kind of e-course, it can be something small, um, but just something else to supplement your income so that you're not completely reliant on trading time for dollars type of thing. Mm. What was your favorite memory relating to starting and growing college nutritionists? 
I would say probably my first viral post, which was the winter of 2017, when I then quit my um, two-hour commute job. Uh, and then because once you have your first viral post, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is, you can see, you can kind of foresee the future and that, oh, you know, I can do this. This is a possibility. I can grow. I can support myself, um, that type of thing. Mm, and you buy viral for you, what did it look like? So what's most important is in your insight, when you look and see the percentage of people who saw your posts that were not already following you, if that percentage is really high, so a lot of times it's like 1%, but when that number gets to like 60% to 90%, that means that that post got on the Explore page and a lot of people saw it. Hmm. So it's important. We don't want to focus on the metrics of likes and comments, but we want to focus on if we're reaching new audience, correct? Yes. And, and likely when you reach a new audience, then you will get a lot more likes and comments. So they likely do, or they're all correlated. Um, but that percentage number is the, what's most important. Hmm. So do you look at your insights every day? Um, not every day, but pretty often. Yeah. So that's important, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So yeah. what else is important in growing your Instagram account? I would say, you know, the, the most important two things I see is number one, again, like people just posting what they want to post and not posting to solve other people's problems. Number one, most important. And number two, even if you post this really helpful content, if you have a confusing bio and Instagram handle, I find that to be really a, a difficult situation for you to grow as well. Um, a lot of people say this, as clear as you can be with your messaging, the better, right? So instead of your handle being your name, make your handle being something that um, solves people's problems, right? Um, and in your bio, don't just talk about you, talk about how you are solving people's problems. Again, make it about them. Don't make it all about you. Did you have any setbacks along the way? Um, yeah, I'm sure that I did. But I think what is important is to keep a positive mindset. I did have some different, you know, some relationships fall through with people I was working with. And that definitely is, you know, depending on the person can be stressful or not stressful. But I think, you know, acknowledging whatever difficult situation comes up and then working hard to move through it and move past it and refocusing your thoughts. I think that that is very important. So when you do get into that negative mindset, what do you do to reset that mindset? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing to do is to acknowledge that you're upset or that you're sad and not to try to like suppress it or push it away. Definitely make sure you acknowledge it. Um, but then once you're, you know, once you're ready to move on to make sure you move on. So some things that I like to say to myself are like, I can trust myself. Like I'm practicing this type of behavior for what I want to model for others, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Do you do affirmations? Yeah, I mean, I, I like those are my two ones that I like the best. So like, I can trust myself. That's been a really helpful one. Um, and then also, what I'm trying to get better at is not working all the time, like taking some time off. So this, this one, the second one is helpful for that. So I, you know, I'm practicing the behavior I want to model for my future kids or. Mm -hmm. So obviously it took you a year to grow your Instagram to where you want it to be, but how long did you 
how long into starting your account did you start feeling like you were on the right track finally? It was really right away. Like when I had that first viral post and you can just see, you know, what's working and, and that it's possible for you and, and it's not that hard, right? I mean, people create viral posts that are not professional photographers at all, right? You can create posts on Canva. You can repost other people's content with permission. Um, so it, it, it's, not, it's not hard. I think people think that it's this complicated, time-consuming thing, but it's not at all, which is great. Hmm. I I hear a lot of confidence in you, and that that I think have definitely tr- contributed to your success. Yes, absolutely. And what's great is that we've seen, you know, with the course, people in any niche, any area of expertise, have been able to use it and really exponentially grow, which is so exciting. Hmm. So yes, um, Rachel says she is a super duper normal person. So she wasn't an expert in Instagram, but she did everything herself. Do you get help now, now that you're taken off? Yeah, so I do have a virtual assistant and she helps me with responding to emails. Um, And then in my meal planning uh, membership program, I upload new meals every week. So I do the photo taking and recipe writing, but she is the one to upload all of them. So she's really great. And I definitely would be an unhappy person if I didn't have her. So, and and, so, yeah, so those are the main things. (laughs) So you take all the photos yourself. Yes. Yeah. And then the recipes. Um, but then she is one that upload them to the website and then I create them. Wow. You are a good photographer as well. (laughs) You guys have got to go check out her Instagram feed. It is amazing. (laughs) Okay. So where can our listeners connect with you online? Yeah, absolutely. So I am collegenutritionist.com. Um, and then also on Instagram at college nutritionist. And when you go to collegenutritionist.com on the homepage, there's a free meal plan. And then there's also free Instagram secrets. So you can get on my email list for either of those, um, whatever you're interested in. Ah, oh, so awesome. Can you leave us with your favorite quote, please? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and honestly, instead of quotes, I really prefer my affirmations. So my, those two ones. So one, I can trust myself, you know, I can trust my instincts. I can trust what I, you know, all the things I've done in the past type of thing and not like second guess myself. That was something that I, I did a lot previously. Um, and then the second one, you know, like I'm practicing the behavior I want to model for, Um, my future kids, like taking time off of work, stopping work when my fiance gets home, that type of thing. Mm, Thank you. Good reminder. Thank you for being with us, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 